guys welcome back to another episode of surrender podcast uh it's been a couple of weeks we just got done doing uh a couple of ser- a couple of episodes on social justice with my friend kevin which were awesome and it was great great interviews great conversations with them and i it's a conversation that needs to continue to happen uh, but we're going to side table it for just a week or two um, and, and the issues will come up throughout other episodes. Um, but this week we're going to really talk about Psalm 23 and really about being able to rely and trust in God and Jesus and, and finding that rest and understanding that he is going to, no matter what we're going through, provide that stuff for us. Um, and part of why we're going to start going through this now is I started going through this therapy well I've been going through this therapy uh, for PTSD and uh, this latest memory um, that keeps coming up or that we're working on is happens right around the time of my friend's suicide and it's really brutal Um, and it's caused me to have anxiety attacks panic attacks you know uh with the fourth of july just being done uh even last night with fireworks i was jumpy um, which i'm not normally i love fireworks i love bangs i love booms um and i love the loud noises but even that made me a little bit jumpy uh because it's making me read this stuff um and While I was going through this, I was looking through my uh, my Bible on my phone the other day, a couple of days ago, and uh, I came across a psalm that I've heard it said, I've heard it t- talked about, I've heard it preached on. I mean, we we've heard it, or at least part of it. But Tuesday night, everything kind of came to this boiling point with this memory um, that we're two weeks into working on and it so bad that I curled up into a ball and just bawled my eyes out and eventually just cried myself to sleep for a little bit right um, and this this point is, is this memory happens um, right before the funeral of my best friend Mike's suicide and and my stepdad had beat me so bad um, that I locked myself in my room. Uh, decided that people, there was no good people in the world at this point. Um, people only care about one thing that was themselves and they were out to hurt hurt you otherwise. Um, but I found a lot of comfort in this psalm. I'm going to read here in a minute. And uh, through this and... It's one of those things that you can read the Bible, you can read verses, and you're going to get something new out of it every time, depending on what your situation is. But this was one of those ones that took on a new meaning for me because of how personal and deep I've, I've gotten into this memory and, and how traumatic it was. Um, <clears throat> and it kind of gives me a new appreciation for what David is saying in this psalm, right? So Psalm 23... Is what we're going to talk about. It's the Lord is my shepherd. 
I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness, righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they, com they comfort me. So, and then it goes on verse 5. It says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my, of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So there's a couple of things we got to talk about here. Is first, he compares, David is talking about the Lord being a shepherd, right? And not wanting, and, and that was the role of a shepherd, right? A shepherd, during David's time, that was their role, is to make sure their sheep had everything they needed, um, and sheep are very dependent on that shepherd, right? So the shepherd would um, not just take his flock out, make sure they had the right pastures and they had the right food and they, they had the right kind of water to drink or they had enough water to drink. But it was also the role of the shepherd to go looking for the lost sheep. And he would leave his the majority of his flock to go look for that one sheep. And that's what God does, right? God... God looks after his sheep he's willing he sent jesus down here to look after us and come after his lost sheep and 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 to help bring us back in that relationship with him right you know and and at this point david may have been what may have been um talking about the time he was he was in a cave he was hiding in a cave from saul because saul was chasing him because saul thought he david was after his crown um, and this may be a, one of those times that he's talking about, right? And it says, you make me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So through all this, he still provides safety, comfort, uh, and a place of rest and restoration for us. And that's what God and Jesus are, right? Like, that's what our relationship should be with them. Jesus even says to take up his yoke because his yoke is light. Ours are heavy. And he's willing to take on the heaviness of ours and trade us his, which is lighter. Right? God's going to give us times of rest. Yes, we're going to go through hard times, kind of like what I'm going through now, where, where you're processing something, or you're, you're living something, or or you're just being tested, right? Uh, when I think of this, I think of Job, and the, 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 the test that Job goes through, um, and how he doesn't really ever lose his faith, right? Like, he questions God at a point, but he never lo really loses his faith, right? Um he says he'll lead me by still waters he'll restore me. he restores my soul he leads me on paths of right righteousness for his name's sake right it goes back to if we can spend time in our bibles in the word in prayer um, just asking god and talking to god for forgiveness or for peace and quiet or whatever it is, right? God will give us that stuff if we if we're willing to let that stuff go to Him. And I found, especially this week, if I can let 
the, just this part is taken on a whole new meaning from it for itself, right? Just this idea of he's going to make me lie down and rest. He's going to give me the things I need. He's going to restore that. But part of that restoration for me is I have to go through this. We all have something we have to go through to be restored. For me, it's this part, right? It's reliving some of these past traumas so I can be an effective pastor when I get older, or in a couple of years when, when my wife and myself have our own Salvation Army Corps and, and we're pastoring to people and people are coming to me with, with, with issues. I can go, I've been through it and I get it. I've gone through the restoration process. Um, it's kind of like uh, if you've watched Forge and Fire and they're making something new and they, they, they're they putting this the steel into the fire, right, to make something new. Or gold gets purified through fire, right? It's the same idea, right? You have to go through the trials to get to the purified, to get to that state of righteousness, to get to that relationship with God. And we have struggles every day. David's telling us here that no matter what those struggles are, just in these first three verses, he's telling us if we can trust God, he'll rest, he'll give us spots to rest. He'll give us reprieves from those trials. He's going to give us everything we need. He's going to restore your soul. He's going to lead you down the path of righteousness, right? But we have to be willing to trust in him. We have to be willing to take those steps. If he's going to lead you in that path, just like the sheep have to trust the shepherd is going to take them where they need to go. We have to do the same thing with God. We have to be willing to trust that God and Jesus are going to lead us where we need to go. And in verse 4 he says, Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. For your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So the idea of the rod and staff, right? So the rod was probably more like a club that would have been attached to the belt or waist area of the shepherd and it would have been used to either fend off thieves or other unwanted people or wild animals that were trying to steal the sheep or just kill the sheep right and the staff would have been used to guide right it would have been used as a walking stick for the the shepherd but it would have been used in guide and it would have also been used for a weapon if it needed to be right if it, if it was easier to access than this club or the rod and the rod would have also been used to kind of hold over and the sheep would have walked underneath it and that's how they would have counted right so with these kind of things right like if we can go to the first four, four verses and understand that God is going to give us those things he's going to provide the things for us that we need not necessarily what we want but that we need just like David understood then we shouldn't have any fear of what we're facing we shouldn't have any fear of the trials we're being put through because we know that God's going to provide those things for us. And I've, I've felt it in this last week. I feel like I've been put through the ringer, but I also know God's given me times of rest. He's given me times where my body can just rest. He's given me the things I need to help, my, help cope through that. In fact, this podcast is kind of one of those anchor points for me that helps me work through some of this stuff right it gives me an outlet you guys get to hear that i've been through some stuff and i get it but you also can kind of hear my take on some of these right in fact then in a couple of weeks i'm preaching on this this uh psalm 
because of the impact it's had on me, right? And I'm not afraid to share those stories with you guys because I know there's somebody out there that this will help, right? His rod and his staff, his, if, if his staff is meant for walking and guiding and the rod's meant to protect me, why should I be afraid of those? Those should bring me comfort and that's what Dave is saying, right? Even though we're hitting those test trials, those deep points, those, that valley of shadow of death where, where fear is going to be a big deal for us, Dave's going... Why should I fear? Because even though if I walk with you, even though if I'm walking through those, even when I walk through those, not, not even, like, like we're all going to walk through those valleys. God's right there with us. But those are the times where we really need to be able to turn to God or get into our Bibles or read a devotion or reach out to somebody that's going to sit down and listen to us and talk and look at the people that, and the things that's God given us, right? To be able to find that comfort and that security that we know he is going to be with us even through the hardest of times but we still have to be willing to turn to him during those times right verse 5 goes on he says you will prepare a table for before me in the presence of my enemies and anoint my head with oil my cup overflows surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever so there's a lot to unpack in this, right? So this goes back to the first couple of verses, you know, verse 5, where it says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Just think about that. The people who are out there that don't like you, that that are giving you the hardest time, that are, are you just feel like you're in that, that valley, right? You're, you're down in the dumps, you've been beat up. And David's going... Even through that, right? Even though Saul had chased me out of my king, out of the kingdom, even though Saul thought I was coming after his crown, and that was my only motive. No matter what I did, he was going. You still prepare a table for me to see, to eat at. You still prepare a place for me to rest and eat with, and and nourish myself. And God does that for us still. Jesus still does that for us, right? That we're always going to have that, you know. He says, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows, right? That was, so anointing your head with oil was a, it was a big deal, especially in ancient Israel in the Middle East, where not only was it kind of a sign of welcome from the host of who it was, but they were, they would offer also be scented oils so they would you know help perfume the air around you um so and it was a sign of being chosen by god right um when david's selected as a boy and he's anointed to be king he's anointed with oil and so when Saul thinks he's out to get his crown, well, yes, eventually David is going to replace Saul as king of Israel. But David is not out to get anything, right? In fact, David uses his gifts of music to calm Saul in times of madness and mental. When when Saul's just not all there mentally, 
David uses things to comfort him, right? And it's the same thing when we go back up to verse 4 and he says, Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Right? God even then provided Saul with a way to comfort. And it was David and his music and his lyre. Right? And through all this, everything David's gone through, right? He, he's been chased out of the kingdom. He's been hunted. He's been through war. He, he's seen it all. He says, uh, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So think about it. He's, he's goodness and mercy, right? David makes a lot of mistakes as a king. You know, he has an affair with Bathsheba. He takes Uriah, sends him to the front line with orders for Uriah to go to the front line and the lines to be withdrawn. So he's killed so he can cover up the, the affair. Um, like he does things, but he repents those things. Right, he turns back to God in those dark times and says, I'm sorry, I screwed up. I shouldn't have done that. I will suffer the consequences for my actions. And that's what we need to do too, right? And that's part of what mercy is, right? God gives us that mercy that we can go back and say, screw that one up. I know I've screwed up more times than I can count. And I have times now where I'm like, ooh, sorry God, dropped the ball. It happens. And those last bit where it says, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So, more likely, if this was, when this was written, it wasn't that he would dwell in the house of the Lord forever because he literally couldn't dwell in the house of the Lord because it would have been in the temple. The, only the high priest was allowed in the temp, in the Holy of Holies. And that was only certain times of the year after certain purification processes. What he means is he can return back over and over to the house of the Lord. Today we look at it because we have Jesus. We can dwell with God. God dwells with us. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us. Right? Like, God does work through us through the Holy Spirit. So when I think of what I'm going through now and the comfort that this this brings me, right? To know that God's going to be there. God's going to protect me. God's going to come after me. He's going to give me what I need. It may not be what I want, but what I need in those times. Even if it's somebody to talk to, somebody to listen to me vent, if it's just some peace and quiet, God's going to give me those things. Right? God's graced me with an amazingly patient wife when it comes to me working through this process. A son that understands and has been pretty decent. Right? So think about it. What is God graced you with what has God given you that you need not what you want but what if you need in tough times or even now and that's the challenge for the next week or two is take time spend time with God in prayer 
and just ask him, what is he giving you that you need? What is he giving you to help you through whatever you're going through? What did God give you in the last year with COVID when we were pretty much locked in our homes? What did he give you that you needed to make it through that? Because you did. You made it through that. Right? So, I'm going to close this out in prayer real quick. Don't forget, if you need to talk, you need somebody to listen to, you have prayer requests, look me up on Facebook. It's Surrender Surrender Podcast. Uh, and leave a comment. Or whatever. And I will be sure to pray for those requests if you have any. Email me at surrender to Jesus podcast at gmail. Uh, the same thing. I will respond. I'll pray for those prayer requests, whatever you need. Father God, thank you for the psalm. Thank you for the comfort that we can find in knowing that you will always be that shepherd for us, that you will always protect us and give us what we need and give us the people in our lives that we need in our lives, food, shelter, You'll provide a place for us to sit down and eat regardless of the storm. And that when we hit those deepest valleys, you are there with us to protect us and walk with us. In your name, amen.